2: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Sum 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions. And in case you didn't notice... I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-making conversations. Here we go. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. This is Rashawn McDonald, and I am the host of MoneyMakingConversation.com. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. Leave with your gifts and don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning and living your dreams. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My MoneyMakingConversation.com guests this week are Holly Robinson Pete. She two new holiday movies, The Christmas Doctor and Christmas in Evergreen. Emmy award-winning talk show host Tamarin Hall of The Tamron Hall Show, Carla Tillman, the creator of Shop Black Week. and Jacqueline and Sean Rogers, the creators of the popular Clarence Claus. Visit MoneyMakingConversation.com right now. Listen to my podcast. I'm Rashawn McDonald. My interviews are free and they can change your life my next guest you know i you know i was reading i was trying to do an extra bio work but I, I ran across the word said singer so i never heard singer in her bio so i'm gonna I'm start out this my next guest is an accomplished producer philanthropist actress and singer holly robinson pete she is on the show to talk about her new her new story Two new Hallmark holiday movies. She did two last year. She was on the show talking about it. The Christmas Doctor, Sunday, November 15th at 10 p.m. on Hallmark Movies and Mr. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Christmas in Evergreen, premiering December 5th on Hallmark Channel. We were discussing racism. We got to talk. I saw it on YouTube, ran across me because we know we're in the time of pandemic. She has a handsome son who works for the LA Dodgers. So, you know, I got to talk about the LA Dodgers because, you know, she, they made such a humorous, uh, uh, Last year, when I went to the live uh, Holly, Rod, Holly Rod Foundation, it was so humorous how they was talking about. It. He can wash clothes at the, for the Dodgers, but he can't wash clothes when you get home. Raising the family during the pandemic <laughs> and how it's infected her charity, entertainment livelihood. Please welcome a good friend to Money Making Conversation, Holly Robertson-Pete. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Okay, first of all, let me, you you you're gonna put some respect on my little singing career, okay? I, I,
3: I can't there. because you know I've so, known you. I, I swear to you, I've known her at least twenty been, years. Listen, twenty years.
4: I am I am a singer in my own mind, so let me just have that, John. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there.
3: So so you know when I'm going through doing my research, because what I don't try to do is act like I know people, even though I know them. <laughs> and so when I run across a little tidbit, says right before they entered, they started talking about you know the Christmas doctor. They said. Actress and singer. Mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. okay, I know. Well, okay, well, heard let's, let's settle part. in. So, Gee, this is what would, had
4: happened. Okay, what so happened? When Please. I was on 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. before I got 21 Jump Street in the mid 80s, I was trying to get a record deal. I came out of college, I wanted to be a singer. Uh, I got the 21 Jump Street. I sang the theme song to 21 Jump Street. Really? So I was feeling really good about myself. <laughs> that was in the late 80s, mid-late 80s. Now, back then, Rashawn, you might remember, mm-hmm. there were a lot of us black dresses that were on right. TV right. that were had record deals. Right. I had one in Atlantic. Right. Tisha Campbell had one. Okay. Jasmine Guy had one. Okay. But here was the difference between then and, let's say, now in the 2000s. Right. Then, when you were on TV or known as a TV person, that was not, that was a hindrance to you becoming a singer. And somewhere along the way, Ariana Grande, uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, you just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, uh a, a TV show helped you become a singer absolutely and was a platform for you to become mm-hmm. a singer. So we just didn't have very good timing, but I always loved to sing and I recorded a lot, uh recorded with Prince, I recorded with a lot of other people, but yeah, it's a little known thing and I sang a okay. theme song. It's a little known Hangle thing, you know, Cooper. And, and So I consider myself a singer. You know. Um, you know, no but, uh, Grammys but but one. I've been to like several to Holly
3: be. Rock. I'm coming up to cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off. What you ain't gonna do over we'll talk me on this singing thing. 'Cause I've been to several Holly Rod Foundation. Never have I seen you belt a tune or oh, a brilliant comedic host, a brilliant philanthropist. But you know, so so how did the singing part become part of your intro again? That's all I want to know. And we're on the show talking about Holly um, Roberts and Pete. I don't
4: know. I think I think I think um a publicist <laughs> just decided they wanted me to to be to to start thinking about that again, you know, my third act. Absolutely. But uh I'm not really sure every now and then singer does creep in there mm-hmm. but my 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 fans from the uh from the early uh <laughs> 90s and 80s will remember some of
3: my singing ambitions well, well my so friend is
4: gone we just gonna leave that there don't hate on a, a wannabe singer
3: i'm not gonna hate on you because i can't hate on a dear friend i can't hate on a person <laughs> who uh who has uh has longevity in this business that we call entertainment and we know there's there's so many valleys in this business that when you try to get a peak it doesn't stay there for long you have two movies coming out on hallmark the christmas doctor and then you have a Uh, christmas in evergreen let's talk about start out with the christmas doctor which premieres sunday november 15th
4: so the christmas doctor is a a sweet christmas love story that celebrates an homage basically to doctors and nurses on the front lines the irony is that we were shooting it during the pandemic in canada Uh, and so it, it all felt very real i was very connected to it i was able to executive produce this project, along with my buddy Al Roker and my production partner Orly Adelson, we were able to produce it together. Executive produce it, and that makes you just more connected to the story, right? Absolutely, it gives you more stakes.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I love doing this movie uh, because, and, you know, Hallmark Channel is really, you know, doing a, a great job at having more diversity in their films and also letting us get behind the scenes. Right. Um, my co-star Adrian Holmes, a very talented Canadian uh, actor who really just sold the movie for me. Cause he was just, he was just so, so hot and fiery on screen and just, just believed him. And we shot it in Vancouver, British Columbia, which a lot of people know is where I started my career again uh, on 21 jump street uh, and been coming up there pretty much for 35 years, making movies. Absolutely. So it's like my second home. And Rashawn, they were so prepared for us for production. From a pandemic standpoint. From a
3: COVID, right? They just
4: had everything so perfectly planned out. They have very few cases up there. So I felt very good. I took my whole family. We had to quarantine two hard weeks. And I mean the real quarantine, not the little stuff we'd be doing Mm -hmm. in the States. Like you could not leave your house. Um, before I could get on set, once I passed my COVID test, I got on set and
3: we were off and running. Let's talk about that for a minute, there, Holly. Before we get into the next movie, uh, what, what what were your basic feelings? I'm gonna tell you this: when when COVID hit and they shut us down, I was I didn't know how to even go out and shop. You know, I I had, I had a pair of gloves, I had a mask, I had I had some Lysol, I had some. Uh, a little, a little peril that I somehow had in my house, my, my wife had in the house. And so when I came out, I didn't know I have to take off the gloves. So when you were traveling, because I'm sure you flew to, uh, to Canada, correct? And with that being to say, how did you deal with that emotionally and mentally?
4: Well, emotionally and mentally, like any mom trying to protect their family, you know, it was scary. You know, you had to try to figure out, so many things together we didn't really know what we've never had to deal with anything like this right and our our mothers hadn't didn't have to deal with anything like this so we don't really have a lot of lot of to work with as far as what is going on and right. then you know we're not going to get into too much politics but uh you know we didn't have real good, great leadership mm-hmm. so the first thing you want to do is you know look to the top to go all right shoot what do we do we in this together but we didn't have that mm-hmm. fortunately for some of us we had governors and mayors that were really on it. And I feel like in the beginning, California was, you know, briefing us every day and we were just getting a lot of information and I felt like we were all on the same page. So that was very helpful, but it was scary. Um, I had a lot of confidence in Canada. I'm going right. to be honest. I have more confidence in Canada than I did in my own country, which right. is not a good thing to be able to have to say, but that was a fact. So when they said, come on up, And shoot one movie, uh, shoot two movies back to back, and you can bring your family, but these are the rules. You got to take your temperature every single day. You have to do a lot of paperwork. Um, These are the rules. You can't leave your house. You can't do this. You can't do that. So I felt very protected. You know, Rashawn. I felt very much like they had my back and that I could go up. And then the blessing to be able to work. Right. Right. So many people were out of work. So that was not something that I did not you know express a lot of gratitude for it was a huge blessing but i felt very very taken care of you know but as a mom you know running families and you know and and making sure your kids are okay you have to do a lot and you want as much information as you can
3: and it's important that's why i want everybody to hear that uh you know because sometimes they look at famous people you're famous you know you've been in front of our Uh, You've been iconic for us from from a teenager to uh, we watch you get engaged on TV, We watch you uh, basically have your family, raise your family before our eyes and and you still have maintained. I I remember when you did the neighborhood awards for me and you were pregnant. I remember you was presenting pregnant. So I I know what you will do when when a friend calls you and asks you to 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 uh, to deliver something that you said I'm going to do. Now, you did back to back movies. And so I've never acted. So that whole memorization part of doing something like that, because the movies were totally different. How do you, t- first of all, you told us what the Christmas Doctor was, Christmas in the Evergreen. Tell us the difference in that movie or the storyline of that movie, but also the somewhat difficulties of being able to do back-to-back movies that are not a sequel.
4: So Christmas in Evergreen is the fourth installment of uh, a, a series of movies about a a mystical town in evergreen as evergreen vermont which is a a town that is very um christmasy right we do right. christmas so well everything is like it's the christmas oasis basically i play mayor michelle who's the mayor of evergreen the first Female mayor.
5: <laughs>
4: ah, yes. I am black mayor. Yes. So I modeled I model my little character <laughs> off of off of my off of my black female mayors because we have so many great ones
3: in America. Isn't that incredible? And, it's incredible.
4: <laughs> so um, I got to. I get to make sure the town is ready for Christmas, and uh, it's a. T- it's a you know, a movie about togetherness and community. Everyone comes together. So we thought that was really a nice theme to be celebrating right now as well. Um, the set, Rashawn, is so amazing. I mean, people tease, you know, Hallmark movies and mystery, Hallmark uh, Channel um, movies a little bit about um, how Christmassy uh, everything is and how it's so over the top. Well, this Actual movie set decor was so beautiful and magical. When you walk onto the set, it's just like you're instantly in Christmas. And so it really is just such a beautiful uh, movie. And so this is the fourth uh, fourth movie. Uh, the last time you see Michelle, she got proposed to by Thomas. Mm-hmm. And so this movie is called Christmas is Evergreen Bells are ringing. And um, so the, the, the town comes together for some nice, beautiful Christmas events. As far as trying to remember lines and everything, uh, I don't do that as well as I did back in the Jump Street, Hang With Mr. Cooper, For Your Love days, because I don't have the, as many brain cells. I'm a little bit more mature now, Rashawn.
3: Absolutely. But you're still beautiful and you're still dynamic. Well, thank
4: you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That, that's that's the response I was looking for. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and, uh, but yeah, I got confused because I would go from one movie to the next.
1: Mm-hmm. And...
4: I got totally confused uh, with characters, so I would call people by different names from different movies. So we laughed about it, and uh, you know, you just take it one one scene at a time for me. You
3: know, that's that's why I wanted people to hear about you know when you when you're called upon to do something like, and a lot of people think it's easy. You know, what she just did back to back moves. Well, that's not you know sometimes they they'll do a. They're they're out of order the movie. They're cross productions and things like that. They'll say, Well, you know, your hair look like this, so we need to shoot that scene right now on this particular uh movie on this side and the script is about this and you you're in love in this scene, and this scene you're delivering Christmas packages. So it really is a, a, a it really puts your acting skills to true task when you're doing back to back movies. It but it
4: really does, and you have to just be so you know, disciplines. And so, you know, and the hours are long, right? The hours are really long. Sometimes we only have eight or nine hours in between what we have to work. And it's, it's definitely a grind, but again, the blessing of, of work, and the opportunity to make movies and content that I think is really very important right now. We have had um, you know some tough times and Christmas is gonna be difficult for a lot of people because a lot of people won't be able to travel and see their loved ones. And so these movies and the joy in this content is something I'm really proud of.
3: Well, you have two Hallmark holiday movies. Uh, it's The Christmas Doctor on Hallmark movies. Uh, and also you have Christmas in Evergreen that's premiering December 5th on the Hallmark Channel. You're listening to Money-Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need Car CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts, commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y or visit CarShield.com and use code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y to save 10%. That's CarShield.com code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Uh, You know, when I I look at your career, and I look at their ability. Of, of relationships, and you know, I always talk about that when I come on money making conversations. Well, yeah. you. because you're, yeah. you're you're an entrepreneur, and a lot of people don't understand the value of relationships because they say, "Hey, I just want to make money." Well, you have to make money, and I just make sustain money. You have to have relationships, and those are tied to people who respect your work, respect the fact that you show up on time, respect that you deliver what they have requested. Of you, especially when they paid you to do a certain task. Let's talk about your longevity because you've done so many different things, and to see that you have this series of Hallmark uh, uh, movie series that you've, you've created. And because I've been interviewing you the last several years about this, let's talk about that. And just and then I want to transition to just the whole pandemic and raising the family during the pandemic.
4: Well, um, first of all, thank you for your constant messaging. Your messaging is always so uplifting about, I mean, you know, this is what people need to hear. I tell my kids the same thing. It's about relationships. It's about building a little empire. It's not about just, oh, go get this money over here and get this money over there. You got to have a strategy in your life. And the biggest, most important element, I think, of that strategy should be relationships. And how you um, connect with people. I'm constantly telling my kids that. Uh, don't burn bridges, you know, just, just, and stay focused. And, and don't, I think it was in the intro that Stephen A said, you know, don't, oh, you said it, I think that just don't sweat the small stuff. Like just get your eye on a bigger prize. Absolutely. Um, with Hallmark Channel, it's been a real blessing. Listen, I'm a, woman of a certain age and i only mentioned that because you know there was a time where a black actress over 50 didn't work that much True. and so to be able to bang out all these hallmark channel movies and and, and i also have a series on hallmark movies and mysteries called morning show mysteries uh with rick fox and you know to be able to do i'm you know, i've done i guess Close to 13 movies for them already. And that is a blessing to be able to be in that system over there. Um, I'm always looking out to, in, and they let me involve, get involved in casting and, like I said, executive producing and storylines and just little things, even decors. Like sometimes I'll, you know, be on the set and, you know, I'll go to the art department and give them some of my chocolate mm-hmm. Santa Clauses and put some of these <laughs> up in the background, you know? Uh-oh. So things like that. Just little stuff like that, Mm Rashawn, where you just you you get to have a voice. And I think I'm really blessed to be able to say that. But that comes with years of relationships. Mm -hmm. Have I burned a bridge here and there? Have I had some issues here and there? Yes. But my main goal has been, you know, really having relationships and friendships and nurturing those over the years.
3: Mm -hmm. Now. Like I told you my experience, I have a beautiful wife, I have a lovely daughter who's in a senior year of college and she's doing virtual. And, uh, and in, in some ways, the Zoom uh, virtual world has really been a blessing for her because she's more outspoken now. It's caused her to be a leader on her, on her, but it's, it has all those, it has caused us to change our lifestyle habits, you know, the way we eat. Uh, I remember the first, uh, when, they, when we was locked down, if I got a, light, a slight cough, I didn't know if it was a a cough due to the weather change or due to, you know, some pollen outside yeah, yeah, Allergies. Or, you know, I didn't know, you know, so I'm taking NyQuil, I'm taking cough drop, I'm taking everything, you know, anything that, that shifted my my temperament. I got, I got the, I got the, the thermal, you know, you walk near me, I can just hit you on your forehead and find out your temperature. <laughs> I had it all, Holly. Okay. So now I realize my body is just being my body, but then, you know, I had just my wife and my daughter. You have way more than a husband and and, and one and two kids and adults and all that stuff and then family members. And how did you deal with it during the pandemic as well as maintain the fact that you were going to be exiting to do two movies back to back?
4: Well, listen, I was... A little bit of a gangster mom. So my little cause my sons wanted to, you know, oh, can I go over to this one's house and that one? I'm not, no, you're not gonna bring that Rona back to me and mess with my bag. That's exactly what I told them, Rashawn. You will appreciate this. I was like, let me explain something to you. You go hang out with this guy and and then you you and you you don't wear a mask or whatever, you bring it home to mama. Then I got to call the production company and say, uh, I have uh, the coronavirus and I can't come to Canada and make these two movies. And then, you know, that little PC you want that you think that you need to have so badly. That's not coming for Christmas. Like I had to break it down like that. Right. You don't get in mama's bag. Don't get in my bag don't mess up my bag and so Absolutely. we laughed about it because because they were like mom you just they would call me Dr. fauci they were like okay Dr. fauci <laughs> and I was like listen I, I'm just trying to tell y'all that this, this your your actions have consequences. So I understand how difficult this is as an 18-year-old, you know, and a 15-year-old. You guys want to go do things, but you're young and you have a better chance of surviving and and all that stuff. So I had to paint a bigger, very clear picture for them about the consequences of their actions.
3: I I just got to bring up this one other project that you're doing on television. You've joined the cast of ABC's hit comedy, American Housewife, now in its fifth season. How did that come about? And uh, again... You know, you you throw out the word. I'm over fifty. I'm working, Rashawn. I feel blessed. But talent a- allows that to happen too, and professionalism allows it to happen. And your name as a singer and an actress and an executive producer. And <laughs> you keep and a- <laughs> doing that, singer. I
1: get you, Rashawn. <laughs>
3: I love it. Tell well, us about American. Uh, well, we're about to go into comedy, so I had to bring it up. Uh, we're going into comedy. American Housewife. Something you on your you. I love
1: you. Listen,
4: <laughs> what were we just talking about?
3: American Rel- Housewife. Re-
4: no, no, no. I was just saying, like, what were you and I were just talking about? Relationships.
3: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And that's
4: what, and that's where this came from. So mm-hmm. the executive producer showrunners of this show american housewife were two guys i worked with on a sitcom years ago mm-hmm. that only lasted one season called like family i remember and we had a great we had a great relationship mm-hmm. i remember because you know we had a bunch of it was a good show and we ran into just a couple of weird hollywood things but that we weren't able to continue but relationships we got along well we were you know, we laughed they had great you know they had really great um you know, fond memories of just being on set with me. And then they hit me up and said, Hey, what are you doing? And I told them about the Hallmark stuff and, and they hit me up and said, Hey, um, how do you feel about, um, coming onto the show? We've had some cast changes and we need to, um, have, you know, just sort of spice it up for the fifth season. Well, I happen to actually really love the show. It's very, very funny. Mm-hmm. And then I worked before with Katie Mixon, who's the star of the show. Who um, I love, Mike by the Molly way, together. I love
3: her to death. Right,
4: I was. She's a really talented actress. And again, relationships. We got along super well on Mike and Molly. I was only on that show for thirteen episodes, but um, we vibed. And so it all comes back again. Here we are, ten years later from mike and molly and like 15 years from like family um and then these same people are still working and they look back and they go oh let's 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 call holly and see what she's doing so i, I love that i started this week mm-hmm. i was nervous for sean my my comedy muscles were a little acuity, <laughs> so <laughs> you know how that goes that's a vibe that's a that's an energy a, a groove you got to get in so i was um very glad to get that going again but felt very supported by the, the actors and the the crew and the and the writers. So, but the, but you know, COVID is it's a different down here down in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming off of Canada, it's they're, they're actually a little bit more strict about right. everything you touch, every surface you touch, every prop you touch. So, it is very interesting being on set, and it's a little limiting. Um, So, you really have to pull out your A game and be ready to go when those cameras roll, because that's the only time you can have your mask off. You don't really get proper rehearsal with your co stars. So you got to bring uh, step uh, up to your A game as, as much as you can.
3: Well, congratulations again! Uh, Christmas Doctor on Hallmark Channel, December fifth. Uh, Christmas in Evergreen, the new season, the fifth season of America's Housewife on uh, ABC. And uh, how much credit is your that dynamic young son of yours is taking for the for the world champion Los <laughs> Angeles Dodgers? How much credit is he taking?
4: Oh my goodness! <laughs> this boy is so happy. I had never seen a happy boy. I posted on my Instagram his in real time response when that last out was about to happen, wow. that last strike. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to lose it. I knew he was about, he was about to get it. Mm-hmm. And so I took the video and it was so good. And then he dropped the F-bomb and I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> But you know, he said that's what he learned in that clubhouse. But oh
3: okay. yes, yes. And he
4: was so excited. You know, Rashawn, many people know that my son RJ, who's 23 now, mm-hmm. when he was three, he was told he would never have Meaningful Employment, And so to be hired by the world champion Dodgers is a really great thing. And then remember, he's had to go through the last five, six years working with them with all these get to the championship and not win it. So that's been a a stress and, you know, hard on him. Mm -hmm. He's the guy in the clubhouse that gets the room all set up with the champagne. So he's had a couple of times he's had to roll that champagne back. And that was so painful for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, you know, this is a group of guys that have embraced him. And for him to be able to say, you know, he's he already has two na- National League Championship rings, and now he gets to get a World Series ring.
3: Are well, he walk around now like it's, he Magic Johnson, huh? That's what he's doing. He walking you know all these rings, You huh? know what
4: I'm saying? This guy is like, I mean, I just love it. So I'm so proud of him. I'm I'm grateful to the Dodgers. I'm really uh, always advocating for corporations and other sports teams to hire young people, uh, hire people with autism and special needs and intellectual differences because they can be. An Amazing employee for you. So please, you know, if you if you have a chance to hire someone, don't um, not consider someone who might be on the spectrum or have Down syndrome. They they might be someplace that will light your workplace up in a way that you just didn't know. They can be a blessing.
3: And I, I to your testify line, too, you, know. you know, to your bottom
4: line. You know, sometimes even just making. Sometimes your bottom line increases when you have that kind of diversity in your workplace.
3: Well, you know, it's, 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 it's stereotyping because of the fact that, you know, people only know what they think they know or what they hear. And it can right. limit the possibilities of what an individual can accomplish, can achieve. And and that's why, you know, your, your foundation has been so amazing. I want to read this word for word. The Holly Rock Foundation has recently partnered with other foundations to create Delivering Jobs, an initiative with a goal to create one million jobs for people with autism, autism special needs, and other intellectual differences. Tell us about that, and it's, it sounds amazing. That sounds like another major leap forward in your relationships that you built over the years, the foundation, the structure that you and your husband has been. That's what Holly Rod means, Rodney P. Holly, Holly Robinson Pete. That's why they get the name Hollyrod Foundation. I've been, uh, you know, she know I'm a big uh, proponent. I made my share of donations uh, when it's right. uh, They got a vaccine coming out there. So I'm assuming we would do it live again in 2021. You know, my my wife and I would be out there. Uh, It's just amazing what you're doing. So talk about this initiative right quick.
4: Yes. Delivering jobs is something I'm so proud of. Hollyrod partnered with, um, Best Buddies, Autism Speak, Special Olympics to do this huge initiative to create a million jobs for these young people. Right. Now, obviously... Um, <laughs> covid just changed everybody's plans Mm -hmm. and so now you know we're sort of shifting our focus maybe it won't be a million jobs who knows maybe it'll be less than that but the idea is to get corporations to get on board with hiring in this part of the community where the unemployment rate is above or hovers around 90 percent so we have to try to just get people to consider hiring these amazing individuals Um, every single time I post something on social media or tweet something out about oh thank you Dodgers for giving RJ this chance they all of them the manager Dave Roberts to all the star players will all hit me back and go I wish you stopped thinking us, because we're the ones that need to thank you for RJ. You don't understand when we have hard times and we come in that clubhouse, RJ is always dapping us up and (laughs) hugging it out with us and pounding us out. And he's never not in a great mood and he lifts us up. And so, so that, that is just a testament to how these young people can bring not just diversity, but happiness and joy to your workforce. Uh, And so, And so, yeah, so Delivering Jobs has been terrific. We just started this initiative recently. And, yes, I'm hoping that the pandemic will simmer down and in 2021 we'll be able to be back up and running. Uh, We did get hit hard with Hollyrod by by COVID Mm -hmm. um, really hard. We can't really function at RJ's place like we want to, Mm -hmm. um, which is our autism center in L.A., where we help people – get jobs and connect them with job opportunities and training. Um, but you know what? We're, we are we have some beautiful partners. Mm-hmm. Cigna is one of them and Walgreens, some really great partners that have stuck with us even through this lean time that have kept us afloat. Um, but yes, hopefully we'll be able to get uh, design care back up again next year mm-hmm. and you and your wife will be able to come back out and we can get things going but we got a lot of work to do everybody but keep your masks on mm-hmm. stay safe mm-hmm. and you know together. remember it's the greater good uh, we, have to love get, we have but, to do this together to get anywhere and
3: i want to mention you mentioned the word diversity and i want to give a shout out to dave roberts african american who uh, is the coach of, i mean the manager the world champion los angeles dodgers you know there are only two african-american managers in major league baseball That's dave roberts and dusty baker of the houston astros but more importantly i'm talking to a friend who uh has always shown me uh, a high level of professionalism has always Greeted me with respect, has always told it has to uplift me. She always says I always there uplifting her, but she's always up to me. And she has two fantastic movie projects coming out on Hallmark. It's called December uh 5th would be uh Christmas and Evergreen and Christmas Doctor. But more importantly, if you get ready to get your laugh on, ready to get your laugh on. America's halfway because she already told me, you know, she had to come in and get wound up a little bit. It's in this fifth season. They brought her on the show just to get didn't you say you know they wanted to put a little little flair? That's why they brought you up for the show. They wanted to put a little spice. Did I hear the word you know, Did, gonna did gonna I hear the, the word you flavor. say spice in the show? Flavor injection. Oh okay, cool. I you know, like a like like Thanksgiving turkey, you know, get that big old that big old yeah. injection and put that garlic in there and put that butter in there and then get it all right and brown and golden. That's what you're doing right there for American yeah, House. We're,
4: we're gonna get it, we're gonna jerk. <laughs> a little
3: jerk, little jerk flavor. My friend, thank you. We're gonna promote again, uh you know how I do it. Uh when i run this i'm gonna drop this on youtube i'm gonna put this i'm gonna run the trailer during our interview i'm gonna do a split screen on it i'm gonna put your picture up periodically if they send me more photos so we'll get this up this weekend and get this promoted for the show coming out and then i'm on my, my for the show that's coming out december 5th the movie's coming out december 5th i'm gonna run that trailer in my fan club as well as my other social media so you know how i do it when holly drops in on money making conversation we do it big here okay
4: well, thank you so much. I'm always so happy to be here. And, and you know, if you ever get tired of that that great Stephen A. opening, let me know if you want me to sing the jingle for the McDonald's
3: <laughs> show. Yeah, I'm you, something. you mess with me because you know I got I got my my company uh, my company uh, voicemail, and so I'm, a, yeah. I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you, and I'm gonna ask you to cut my voicemail for my company it's it it okay. is okay. do I'm, I'm, I'm doing baller this year if i can get holly robinson Pete to do my voicemail <laughs> voice over i am baller a ballicious I a ballerlicious okay you stay strong I my friend you. we Thank talk you soon so much and you. tell your husband hi you know how much i love him
4: i will i will same to your wife love you guys
3: bye-bye we'll be right back with more from Richard mcdonald and money-making conversations don't touch that dial
2: Organ donations save lives, and some organs can even be donated by a living donor. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month, so let's check in with Dr. Danae Simpson, Assistant Professor of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Tell us about the African-American Transplant Access Program.
1: So this is my baby. This is a program that I have dreamt about creating since I became interested in transplant as a trainee, and it's a program designed to address the significant disparities that our African-American patients face. The program is designed to educate patients about transplant, let them know what transplant can provide to them, and to help them access the resources that they find so scarce and so challenging to access in order to get them on the transplant path and back to you know some type of
2: meaningful life. For more information visit nm.org/radio. Hi, I'm
3: Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men who are making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals from civic leaders Businessmen, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner this week is Stephen A. Smith. USA Today stated, Stephen A. Smith was called the most powerful talent in the business just a year ago. And he followed it up with his best year as a professional. Combining his quest to annihilate the competition along with management showing more belief in him than ever before. There's no reason to believe the face of ESPN will change anytime soon. I have an inherent obligation to give my very best, and not just in terms of performance, but in terms of effort. And I think it's incredibly important that an employer looks at me and knows this man has exhausted every option and every angle imaginable. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men that have strength, their vision is assertive, and they are genuine. And Welcome spirit. back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest, wow, is Tamron Hall. Her popular syndicated show, which has been renewed for a third season, Tamarin Hall Show, that she executive produces, is a daily destination for viewers to connect with people shaping our lives through meaningful, engaging, and entertaining conversations that help heal and inform during these uncertain pandemic times. This year, she won the Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Informative Talk Show Host for her first season. Wow. Tamron's show continues to be a conversational starter. Past guests include... My man, Samuel Jackson, Melissa Ettritt, David Arquette, Tyra Banks, Nelly, Michael Fishman, Chris Evans, and stars like my girl Nene Lakes, among others. The second season, Tamron Hall has been even bigger and more informative. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Tamron Hall. It's so good to be with you. <laughs> hey, Tamara, did it set you up right? You know, you, you're doing so much. I just say I got to get the intro right, got to get the flow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you did better than Wikipedia and my mother. So you're good. <laughs> you're well, good. Let's, let's set this straight. I'm a Texas boy, born and raised in Houston, Texas. So I know your background from Texas as well. So how's life treating you right now? Being an Emmy Award winning? You know being picked Life up for a third good, all season? all things
6: considered. You know, mm-hmm. it's so hard, Rashawn, to answer that question these days, as you know, because mm-hmm. it's with everything that's happening in the world and, and all of the difficulties and challenges. It's mm-hmm. it, You don't want to say, I, I'm great, but all things considered, I'm good. My family's healthy. My son right. is healthy. And I have this show and a platform just like you to use our voice in the right way.
3: Well, it's really important. I know, you know, I launched uh, Steve Harvey's talk show in 2012. And I was with him for five years on in Chicago. And I, in fact, we met a couple of times uh, when New York we went to today's Show and all those good things. So I know the difficulties of doing a talk show and people understand it five days a week, the preparation. Can you just tell people uh, the difficult nature, of the preparation that you have to get into to do a 42 minute show at least five days a week?
6: I, I mean, I know people are going to say, "Are you kidding me?" But I'll say it is like preparing for the NBA finals every day. It
1: is. It really is. It is. It is. It
6: is. I mean, it's no joke. You have got to constantly
1: mm-hmm.
6: focus on the moment, focus on the guests. It's rewarding because I'm so proud of the conversations that we've been able to have on the show. Um, from a frank, candid conversation. Mm-hmm. about women of color and white women, conversations mm-hmm. on being non-binary and or what that means, to having Andrew Gillum and his wife, Tamar Braxton, all of these different people who've come on and opened up um to me and to the show and to the people watching at home. And I think to your point, it is a it is the hardest job I've ever had. I mean I it thought is you know, being at the Today Show for, you know, three hours and then running over and hosting an hour at MSNBC and then on the weekends shooting Deadline Crime, I thought that was a difficult package. This daytime talk show, because most important, it has my name. Right. um, And that is my stamp, if you will. That's what people, you know, see it's if something goes right or wrong, it's the Tamron Hall show. And so that bears a big responsibility, bringing my staff back Mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic safely and implementing Um, safeguards to keep the show back on air. Those are all big responsibilities I never could have prepared myself for because we didn't know we were going to be in a pandemic. Right. But yes, just on a basic level, as you know, a daytime daily talk show is not easy. I mean, Oprah has said it to me. We had Tyra Banks on the show (laughs) as well. And they both have commented on just how hard it is and to be a new mom on
5: top of that.
3: It's grueling. Well, you know, let's talk about, uh, before we even get more into the talk, so I try to do a little extra research and uh, find interesting things. And I went to your Instagram account and I saw something that said the Purple Leash Project. Mm
5: -hmm.
6: And,
3: um, you know, what exactly is that and why is that important to you? Because it's on your Instagram account.
6: Yeah, it's a partnership that I had earlier uh, this year with... Purina, mm-hmm. and the the concept is we talk a lot about domestic violence as it relates to family and children. And mm-hmm. I think to your point, since you've done your research, you know that my sister was a victim of domestic mm-hmm. violence. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, parts of of this crisis that is not often discussed are the families who stay or women who stay in homes with abusers because they don't want to leave their beloved pet behind, right? And they stay in the situation. It's difficult to imagine, but it happens on a scale that you could not and and would not believe. Right now, there are so many shelters willing to, of course, take in women and children, but they don't have the room or the accommodations for pets. And we are working to get the number up to around 25% by the year 2025, 25% of the shelters in in the country um, so that they can accommodate people who are fleeing dangerous homes and bring their pets with them. I toured, you know, you talk about this being Texans. I was in Dallas, Fort Worth a couple of years ago, and Mm -hmm. I went to a a shelter for families um, and they had an area for the pets. I couldn't believe that it was packed. Each little, you know, cage had a pet, a family member in it, you know, and I say family members because for so many of us, our pets are family members. So I, I partnered with Purina to bring attention to that component of the domestic violence conversation.
3: Right. And it's really important. That's why I wanted to bring it out, because I, I try to bring up things organically. And, and also, uh, you know, this episode is going to air before November 30th. And I noticed a real fun contest uh, about the, the Tam Fam Thanksgiving contest, where you submit a short video on your Instagram account telling Tamron what you're so thankful for. And I wanted to promote that in my newsletter. I said, that's so cute. So the the reason I like your show so much is that you, you, you feel organic and you feel relatable. And the Tam Fam Thanksgiving contest seems to line itself right up there, you know, giving people who need money two for $250 right now during the pandemic and no stimulus package is a lot of money right now.
6: Absolutely, it is. And, you know, and it's for us, any opportunity to share the love and to give people just a little thank you. I, obviously, you know, you can't bribe viewers to watch. You still have to put on the content right. and bring the conversation and bring them things that they want to talk about. But for us, any opportunity to remind people that family matters. We were just saying the other day, you know, you won't be able to have dinner with those that you love. But that doesn't mean you still can't enjoy a good meal. So we're even doing a recipe. Bring in some of your favorite recipes and send them to the Tamron. i show you. I'm making my mama's banana pudding. I can't be with okay, her on, on, it breaks my heart. The, the, is it a but, baked but, banana know, pudding? We know we'll be together. Soon. And and so for us, it's just about having fun when we can, Mm -hmm. you know, embracing the tough days, but, you know, hanging on to the great joyful days as well.
3: Now, when you you talk about family, and that's what Thanksgiving really is all about, and and you see the COVID just flying off the charts right now, and like I had a big celebration I was going to do at my office. I do it every year. I do a big celebration for my staff, for people in the business, in Atlanta, and uh, and on Monday, I was going to do that Monday of Thanksgiving. I told my staff today, I don't think I'm going to do it this year because of COVID-19. How has that, I know your show went virtual, but personally, how did it affect you and how you've been able to... Give the message out to your to your to your viewers or your to your followers on Instagram. What responsibility do you feel you play in all that, Tamara?
6: I mean, well, listen, when our show first halted production mid-May because the city shut down, Mm -hmm. we started doing the show from my home. Mm -hmm. And the entire rest of the season, honestly, was focused on the pandemic and the crisis and educating people and letting people know that while Yes, we are a daytime talk show. At my core, I'm a reporter for 30 years. One of the most life-changing interviews that I've done was with a woman whose husband, they were just recently married, and he went into the barbershop to get a haircut. He contracted COVID and died. And she pled with people on our show, please, a haircut, a nail appointment is not worth it. And that was just as Atlanta was about to reopen gradually against the wishes of the mayor, right. um, who was concerned that we didn't know enough about you know, the spread and, and that people would be packing into beauty salons and hair salons. Um, and, and so here was this amazing woman in the midst of her pain, sharing that warning, particularly for African-Americans and people of color who were contracting and dying at a disproportionate rate. So those are the parts of the show where the responsibility kicks in and one that we recognize is real.
3: It's really interesting because, and you're absolutely right. i remember been when the pandemic first hit, and like everybody, I, I didn't know what to do, Tamara. You know, I, I, when I went out to Home Depot. I had, I had my gloves. I had my Parel. I had my mask. And, and when I went into this, into the Home Depot, I, I didn't know if to, uh, do I, do I spray the cart that I'm pushing? Or when I come out, do I take my gloves off? It really was an uncomfortable moment for me. I just locked in. I just stayed in my place. And now I go out. I'm safely going out, you know, but I, I'm a lot more comfortable with this new normal that we live in. And I feel that that's what's happening with you guys coming back to work. It's a new normal that we have to live in and deal with. Even though we're not comfortable, we have to deal with that world. And, and then you raising a child in that whole environment is even more scary for you, right?
6: Yeah, you know, what, but I try to I, I'm a person of faith. Right. I also have a person who believes in science, like you, up your <laughs> out, you know. But I, I know that we'll get on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, we will be able to look back at it and, and hopefully become better people, stronger people. With my son, he's 18 months. I think about his generation and what we will be able to share with them um regarding how we survived it, what we learned about ourselves. This, you know, I know the show talks about money and, and how we had a You know, what's really important? Did you really need the extra shoes? Do you really need the bigger this or the bigger that? Because at the end of the day, this situation made us strip down to what is
3: important. Which is awesome. And I hope
6: our kids can learn from that.
3: We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Cars today are like a computer on wheels but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks it could cost you a fortune and now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need Car Shield. Car Shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair including computers, GPS, electronics and more. Car Shield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long term contracts or commitment. Plus you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and Carshield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. Carshield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1 800 Car 6000 and mention code MONEY, M O N E Y, or visit Carshield.com and use code MONEY, M O N E Y, to save 10%. That's Carshield.com. Code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Well, let's get to this Emmy Award winning show that you host, a daytime Emmy. And when you won, you know, it's a big deal. I I got my two and I'm proud of my two. I got a couple of uh, uh, image awards to go along with it. What was your feeling when you won the Emmy for informative talk show?
6: Oh, my God, I never saw it coming. I never imagined it. I was, I, you know, I was at home with my family. Well, you know right. how it feels. It's like, yes, is of course, your name is in it. And there's a part of you want to win, but you prepare yourself for, in my case, it's my first season. There's right. no way. Right. Um, you know, other shows, you know, The View is in it and this one's in it. And there's just that is not going to happen. Right. So I had accepted just the honor of being nominated in my first season as mm-hmm. my Prize, you know right. that's that was my win, mm-hmm. and I had forgotten that it was even on. I was home with my mother; she was with us and my husband and my child. Mm-hmm. And I was getting ready to go to bed because it was late at night. It was virtual, and I was like, "Okay, I'm, I can't. I'm too tired to stay up to watch." And I got a call from my friends, and and they said, "Oh, congratulations, Emmy winner!" And I'm like, "Whatever. What are you talking about?
5: <laughs> if you won?" <want." laughs> I'm like,
6: "What?" So it was crazy. (laughs) We were all screaming in my house. It was great. You know, it's just one of those things that happen that you don't expect. And it's such a source of pride. But it also reminds you to keep working. You know, that's one stop. Now let's, let's continue and let's prove that the Emmy you have is one that you've earned and deserve. And you just keep going. That's why I compare it to, you know, being in the NBA finals. If it's one game, you're in and out. But it's a series and you've got to win the series. And we look at it as winning the series.
3: Congratulations. Here was a note I picked up. It said, Tamarind Hall leaps in fall. The sophomore talker unleashed the largest leap of all syndicated shows in the season ending October 25th, skyrocketing 29% to a new season high. Households and shooting up 33% in the key women 25 to 54 demo. That, yeah. you know, I've been in this game. I know what that means. That that's really, you know, you can't ask for to, to to come into the second season with that type of reaction. What are you doing? Is it just a uh, what the work you put in doing COVID and not giving up and doing virtual to come back with those type of numbers? Twenty nine percent leap and thirty three percent
7: leap.
6: You know, I think it's a combo of things. I think first of all, I learned in the first season to lean in, as they say, to who I am, Right. you know, again, in TV, people will come in and they'll say, oh, that's a great idea, but let me change you. Or that's a great idea, but let's do this. I learned, especially during the pandemic, to own the idea and the intention of the show that I pitched and sold. I'm also lucky that I ended up with Candy Carter as my executive producer. She was the co-EP at The View, and she worked uh, with Oprah for 20-plus years Mm -hmm. on uh, the Oprah Winfrey show when it was in Chicago. And so Candy came, who, who, by the way, was introduced to me by Tyler Perry. She came with such a skill set of storytelling, and she saw the vision, and she agreed with the vision of talking with people. We didn't have to you know, rush in a bunch of tricks and a bunch of things that just didn't resonate or matter. She and I said, we're going to lean in and we're going to have a conversation. We're going to give an entire hour to Andrew Gillum and his wife because people will sit down and watch it. You know, the the notion that the attention span is so short that you have to just flood the show with 16,000 different topics. And, you know, we decided that we were going to bet on the idea. that people would sit down for the hour and settle in and watch the show. And we've seen that resonate. We've seen people come in for the Tamar Braxton interview that we did exclusively and watch the entire interview, which was almost 40 minutes Mm -hmm. because it it, it could have gone on even longer, to be honest with you. How do you have someone on with such a complicated situation and rush them in three questions and out? And I think that happens far too often. And we decided that that was not going to be the lane we occupy. We were going to challenge the idea that people will sit down and they will have a conversation. It worked out in the kinds of guests we now get. We had Matthew McConaughey on for almost an hour of our show talking about his new memoir and revealing Mm -hmm. very intimate details about his life. Because I think people now know this is where I can go and I can have a conversation. And also plug whatever I'm working on, but I can actually come and talk.
3: <laughs> you know, Gabrielle Union, Dennis Quaid, Whoopi Goldberg, Eddie Falco, Kelly Reba, Ryan Seacrest, Venus Williams. That's a that's when, my, when I'm when I, just talking to my listeners and viewers right now. When I say how difficult it is to go from a Tracy Morgan, who's very funny, you know, to a Venus Williams, which is one of the all time great tennis players, to a this is what we're talking about when we say the difficult nature of prepping and being emotionally engaged with your guests. That's the fascinating. That's 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 the most fascinating part about being a daytime talk show host. Correct, and being renewed I for the third season. Congratulations! You know, I,
6: was, I felt that same way when I was in you know in the news business, um, which is incredible that you end up. Um, you know, what's what's it's it's you can't make your day up. You right. know, as a reporter, I go in, I know the assignment that I'm going to have, but I can't tell you the twists and turns of that assignment. Where is it going to go? And with this show, it's the same way. You know, it that's the exhilarating part. I sometimes I know the question I'm going to ask, but I have no idea how that person is going to answer the question. Mm-hmm. And that just sets the stage for an exciting day and one that I think I just I leave ex- exhilarated. I leave knowing more than I knew when I went in and sometimes even being inspired. Many times, I should say, being inspired.
3: Now, you interviewed Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and um, seeing her her speak uh, before uh, President-elect Joseph Biden um, moved me. I have a daughter. I have six sisters. I know how powerful and how uh, the black woman or the woman of color We expect a lot from you guys, and sometimes we don't get a lot in return, especially in the Democratic Party. How moving was it and just seeing what she's doing and what she's accomplished? What you're accomplishing, Ms. Hall, right now in 2020, moving into 2021? What role do you play, and what role and what what opportunity does Kamala Harris offer to women of color or children of color moving forward? I think
6: so many. I mean, first of all, to Black women and to— Families, um, it, it is to see this woman, right. the most powerful woman now in America, wow. a black woman, a woman of color mm-hmm. is huge. Um, th- this is as monumental, honestly, as Barack Obama's ascension to president, mm-hmm. because cases like Breonna Taylor and Sandra Bland have largely made us feel that black women are not protected, are right. not heard. Are not always valued. And I think seeing her guide her steps with great direction, with great ambition, she's not, um, a, you know, she's a woman who attended an HBCU. She's, you know, an <laughs> AKA. All these things that she shines a light on now are incredibly powerful because, you know, honestly, the thing that distinguishes her. Barack Obama most is she has lived a Black American experience in an urban city Mm -hmm. of America. Mm -hmm. And I think that is powerful. Her relatability is different than his, both clearly inspiring, but very different. She grew up in Oakland. She went to Howard University, not an Ivy League you know, traditional Ivy League school, but the Ivy League of black schools.
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
6: And that is powerful.
3: Well, also being a a sorority member, like you said, of AKA, I'm a member of Omega Sci-Fi. I know, you know, you go there, that is like a kinship, a sisterhood, a brotherhood. And And for people who don't even know that
6: exists, I mean, you know, I, again, and I was a reporter many years when people think fraternity is sorority, they think of a frat house and John Belushi, you know, <laughs> something on a white campus and mm-hmm. they're got beer kegs and da-da-da, This stereotype, not knowing this incredible lineage and legacy mm-hmm. that exists within African American HBCUs and sorority and fraternities.
3: Now, would you would you be in with the show being renewed for a third season? Applause! 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 Fantastic! Yeah. Being an Emmy winner for the first season, moving into a great start to the second season. What do we expect the upcoming shows to be? At? What is your goal now? You know, like you said earlier, being true to your voice. You know, you didn't want to be pigeonholed and being told what to do because you know you're learning yourself. And as you get through, you get more comfortable about this is what I want to do. This is my lane of confidence. What What is the show for the second season moving forward as it continues to grow?
6: You know, I think it's just getting people. We have this catch line. We're talking to the people you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we are embracing and we're leaning in on that. But most important to me and for me is that folks who are at home watching know what they're getting. They're getting a real conversation. I hope they're getting smart questions. They're not getting... You know, this idea that all we want is a steady diet of gossip and nonsense, you know, just to be honestly with you, that we are looking for substantive ways to make our lives better as people, as parents. You know, the, the human experience is a common thread. At the end of the day, I don't want someone keeping me from my dreams. Right. I don't want someone you know, standing in my way. I want inspiration. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better daughter. I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better leader. And so that's a big part of what we talk about on our show, because that's what we all have in common. We want, I think, most of us to be the best. I'm not an inspirational speaker. I'm not a motivational speaker like yourself, but I know the people (laughs) who are like you and get you on the show and tell us, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't I tell people all the time, listen, Yala Vanzett fixes lives. I'm still trying to fix my own. So I'm not <laughs> there for that. But I am there with my team of producers to bring in writers and, and and real people and actors who actually want to come on and have a conversation.
3: Well, she is a motivating person. She is an inspiration. Sure is. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. No, no. I'm talking about you. You are a motivator. Oh, you are an inspiration. You. My daughter is 23, going on 24. and uh, she, she she admires you. She watches your oh. show. That's important because you're reachable. You know, you know what I'm saying, Miss Hall? You're reachable. That means you're an age where she can see that's not far away from me. I can go get that. Yeah. And that's what you well, that, give listen, to us. Listen, I
6: love that. I tell the kids all the time, the ones I mentor, I said, I look forward to you replacing me. I've been replaced by some people that are questionable, <laughs> but I look forward to you replacing me.
3: Well, congratulations for the Emmy on the first season. Congratulations with the great rating start for the second season. Uh, congratulations on the renewed uh, pickup for the third season. Uh, knowing that you have a future, it only makes you stronger, makes you comfortable, let the world know and the industry know they accept the brand of Tamron Hall. Good luck with your show and every thank day. Thank you. And I'm going to push the uh, the Tam Fam contest through November 30th when you can go to your Instagram account and you can win $250 by telling your inspirational story of why you are thankful. Tamron Hall, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. Thank you. (laughs) we talk soon. I appreciate you. Bye-bye.
6: All right, me too. I appreciate you as well. Bye-bye.
3: My next guest, Dr. Carla Y. Tillman. That's right. She's the National Director of the SHOP Black Network Campaign. Hear me, the national director of the Shop Black Network Campaign, the historical community campaign slated to infuse hundreds of millions into the black community in a one-week period. I have on her. I have on the show because we need everybody, not just Rashawn McDonald. Everybody who listens to money-making conversations, everybody who follows me in my particular platform, because she's everywhere. I'm just. I'm just one of the extensions that she's getting using to promote this event. That ends on Black Friday. It's November 20th. It ends on November 27th. Please welcome the Money-Making Conversation for the very first time, but not the last time, Dr. Carla Y. Tillman. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. I are
5: How you doing, really How you doing Ms. Tillman? This. I am a little overwhelmed because as you mentioned, tomorrow is the day in which Shop Black Week starts, mm-hmm. which is one week where we're asking every American, no matter who you are. Right. older young, black, white, Asian, Latino. If you mm-hmm. would spend at least thirty five dollars with the African-American business mm-hmm. with the way we calculated if just 10 percent of the people participated, we could infuse at least a half billion dollars into the black community
3: in one week. Wow. When you say let's let's talk about what is the black community, you know, because, you know, not all black businesses are in black communities. So when you say the black community, are you saying referencing the black household or the black community, meaning the black neighborhood?
5: Actually, I mean, both, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, a lot of the black businesses are in the black communities, mm-hmm. but I also mean large and small right. businesses alike. So any black business, any definition of a black business is at least 51 percent owned by a black Ameri- a black business owner. Mm -hmm. And so we would like that to be our definition.
3: So Dr. Tillman, where are you located at?
5: We're a real national campaign. Mm-hmm. But Where I are you located am, headquarters? I am personally located right now in Dallas, Texas.
3: Dallas, Texas. I'm a Houston, Texas, so I can feel a, a certain amount of comfort and uh, kinship. You know, even though you're 245, I mean, 45 north, 240 miles from Houston, Texas, and that's hot Dallas, hot Dallas. Yes. So well, the thing about it, I've spent a lot of time in Dallas, and, uh, you know, Steve Harvey uh, was based there before he went to L.A., and um, so we used to go back and forth and do comedy shows there looking at the black population, black people have always contributed into entertainment dollars. They've always supported entertainment. Now you're making a shift saying not only support black entertainment, but actually support black entrepreneurs. What made you and what compelled you to develop this campaign?
5: Well, as you mentioned, One of the things I did notice, and just to give a little history lesson, when BET started, black entertainers even was not considered equal to, or even athletes was not considered equal to. And so what happened was BET gave it a platform in which you got used to seeing black entertainers on television and black athletes on television. So Mm -hmm. now they're considered mainstream and it's normal to consider uh, an athlete or a entertainer equal to anyone else. But when it comes to businesses, we still have that stigma that we are not equal to. And so even when you talk to African American, uh, with black people, when you talk to black people, and they go to a black business, they look at it as a special experience, as opposed to something normal, because we have not normalized supporting black business the way we have supporting black entertainers.
3: That's exactly true. Here's something interesting. You know, I feel that you know, 2020 has been an amazing awakening for white America, yes, especially it became to black. Op- I just bought a business, bought a building in Atlanta, Georgia, and I went to my Google. Google allows you to create a directory for your business, and they gave me the option to click if I was a black-owned business. Never had I seen that before. I remember in 1992 when I was. Uh, Unfortunately, a participant. Uh, when I say participant, the person who had to share the Rodney King experience in Los Angeles, black people was putting up signs, black owned, black owned, because they didn't want their business yes. to be 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 ripped apart or torn down. So now they say, move forward in 2020, they have Google say, look, we want to recognize your business because it's black owned. What do you say about that, and what does that say about blacks finally being recognized for being entrepreneurs?
5: Um, well, how can I say this tactfully? <laughs> um,
3: uh,
5: one of the things, I, if you look historically at any so-called campaign that was created to help black people, right. if you really look at what that campaign did, the likelihood of them actually helping the black community or the black people they were trying to help is pretty close to nil. Right. Uh, I've actually never known a campaign or even, for example, when I saw the housing market rise up years ago where they relaxed a lot of the the uh the requirements to Purchase homes right. And every black person Was like I'm hitting on this And I said Wait 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 I'm not getting on this Because I've never Seen people just Openly help, help black People that way As soon as Everybody jumped in on it And that's when The market fell And uh, most of the people I knew Lost their homes Because mm-hmm. I knew I said I've never Seen a campaign Where they just Openly helped black people And so when it comes To business as well I'm really looking at this As how much Are they helping Or how much Are they taking advantage Of what's happening In the community To see if they could come and just capitalize off of it say for example and I do want to say this because there's an article out there in the news about TikTok joining forces with Shopify to be able to come in and do something called a shop black week we had already did shop black week the year before and we made it go viral national and they literally named their campaign shop black week but it really was just to get black people to sign up with Shopify
3: Right, and that—that's that, which that's, takes a
5: percentage of money that they would
3: make. Yes. Now, let, let me talk about. It. Let's back it a little bit. I understand that. You know, you know, you started in 2019, which is last year. You know, you were not the person that just jumped on the parade. Yes. You had a vision, and it just and it got magnified and. And because of COVID and Zoom and we've all, are, I think black people are more um, techni- technically uh, technology savvy than ever before in the history. They, their phone has become more than just taking pictures and making phone calls and texting people. It actually has become the device that everybody uses it as. It's uh, their financial device. It's their, it's their, it's their, uh, it, it creates financial literacy. Your phone can actually do your banking. Your phone can actually pay your bills. Your phone can actually order you food. And that has not always been the way it's been used. In the past, so let's go back to 2019. Let's let's go back, Doctor Doctor Tillman. You know, before 2020, okay. you had the uh, this was a this was a major undertaking. To say that, you know, everybody has a good idea, but when does a good idea become reality? Let's talk. Let's walk through those steps.
5: Well, what I, what happened was I had a long history working in IT. As a matter of fact, from the DOS days, I literally worked all the way through IT. And so I really understood the power of technology and developing technology and how much technology can change and impact things. And so, in doing that, I had to teach people how to not only build the technology, but then how do you get everybody to use it? Or if you build a website, how do you get people to come to the website? So, I learned marketing. In that sense, and I realized I had a natural, natural, natural a natural gift. Let's just right. say that let's at marketing that. Right. and mm-hmm. getting things to go viral and getting things to go big. And I said, why don't I take this opportunity to see if I could just do this for my own people? Since mm-hmm. I have this gift, why not use it? Mm-hmm. And so as I. You know pull the team together i was explaining to them okay i know there's been a lot of black weeks here and black restaurant right. weeks mm-hmm. and my black but we need every american to do this and if we get every american to do it now it becomes a movement and it becomes something that people look forward to and mm-hmm. changes people's lives impact the actual lives of individuals
3: right and so okay. so okay now you got the emotion now we, yes. you said IT, and you went DOS, boy. That's that's that's. I, I only thing older than DOS is Fortran. I I went back to Fortran, so you know I'm old. <laughs> okay, I'm not trying to age myself today.
5: Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
3: I was programming in Fortran. And so uh, so when you look at the, the the putting it in position to be recognized nationally, because I always I always look at when you say it went viral, I always look at small ideas to become big ideas. And how do you get the word out? I guess that's what I'm saying at this point. Doctor. So General.
5: so what I did is I understood the difference between the the natural marketing and the corporate Cor- in corporate America As opposed to marketing to black people right. And I know a lot of times When corporate America Want to get the word out to black people They usually create alliances with churches For example in the community mm-hmm. Because they understand churches Have already built that relationship right. So what I decided to do Is kind of write on that ideal Instead mm-hmm. of just trying to do A lot of marketing in general What we did is We just recruited organizations That had either small bases Or large bases of memberships So it could be the sisters with natural hair It could be you know The national black chain chamber of commerce it could mm-hmm. be you know the uh concerned black men of america it could be any organization that had a base and we explained to them what we were doing and saying you join us and join the other people so as we start to grow we say 30 organizations come together that will be historical right. and then it was like oh my goodness 70 then it was like 100 and it just kept going and so if you Took the membership base, the followers, and the member, the uh, whoever was involved so on socially with these organizations that represented 1.5 million people. Right. That we could say, ask them if they could just ask all of their friends to support it. So it was more of a grassroots movement as opposed to trying to go from the top down. We went from the bottom up. Now, and that's why when TikTok did it, I knew by them just doing a bunch of press releases that it wasn't going to have the same impact.
3: Now, let's talk about more than just you you know this is a this is your vision but there are organizations are businesses and vendors that are involved how did you pull those people involved how did you take a brand an idea and start getting them on board of being a participants
5: well the first thing was to come up with the platform the technology platform in which we'll do it because we mm-hmm. had to have the the, the way to implement it. So you have right. to have a system in place. Mm-hmm. So once we got that in place, we were able to get the message out. And the right. first thing we needed to do is to recruit the organizations because that was what was going to give us the power. Mm-hmm. Once we got the organizations, then the next thing to do was who else will support this that you don't necessarily have to be a business. You could just be a person that supported, maybe bring on some of the politicians and other people that would just be in support of this. Then the last thing to do was to bring in the businesses because we, in order to sell it to the business, you have to be able to have something they could buy into. Right. And then the last part, piece of that was the media piece. How do we make it go viral? Right. So it was a strategic thing, starting with shares online, starting with press, allowing the press to build a lot of interviews, a lot of podcasts. And then once one picked it up, another picked it up. And as far as what we know, at least a thousand entities covered this from country, Western stations to Latino, uh, Latin uh, radio, television, uh, basically, I can't think of anybody who didn't cover the story. It was it was pretty. It was pretty powerful.
3: You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. Shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month Month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24/7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000. They mention code money M-O-N-E-Y, or visit CarShield.com and use code money M-O-N-E-Y to. Save 10%. That's carshield.com. Code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Now, were you ready to be the face of the brand?
5: No, actually, if you look at the early press, I tried to leave my name out of it because of what I find. Well, is I know. I'm just saying, this.
3: are you were you ready? <laughs> I know my question was that Well, I, I wouldn't. But are, were you ready to be? Because you're the face now. You're right. Correct. Well, I
5: actually wish I could not be the first to be honest <laughs> with you, but, but the only reason I do is because I realized that somebody mm-hmm. has to be accountable. Mm-hmm. And as it start to get really, really big, I knew mm-hmm. somebody had to be accountable for all the negative. But as soon as you make it big enough, then the negative start to come in as well. What's wrong with this campaign? And why is it not OK to do this? Which to this day, I still don't understand how you can make something negative out of supporting the black business. But of course, I had to be come out front and address those.
3: Issues. Let me ask you this. What pushback did you get? To? I'm just hearing that statement you just said. So was there pushback? Was there like, why are you doing this? Why, you know, black people are black people. They're not going to they're not. they unorganized. A lot of negative things come out of when you start trying to do business with black people. They're stereotypical and some is reality. Talk to us about that.
5: Um, well, it depends on what side you were looking at it from. Mm-hmm. Just take it to the Black Lives Matter movie, for example. How can just saying a black life matters could be a negative thing to anybody, right? We just want to say we matter. But then some people say, well, that's not right. You can't say that. And so they turn it into a negative. So it's the same thing as will you just take time to support a black business? Because what even black people don't understand is white people have mastered the ideal of white being normal. So if you go to a white business or spend with a white business, That's considered what I do normally Mm -hmm. And so if I ask you to do something With a black business, now it's a special You know, diversification program Or outreach program, let's Mm -hmm. do something different As opposed to it just being normal Mm -hmm. And so we realized with that idea We had to create it as a special Thing, let's make it special, let's Mm -hmm. go ahead And, you know, support African American Businesses, and so uh, And I'm trying to not interchange I want to say black businesses, so with Black businesses, uh People would just the, the word black in and of itself would make you say, well, why a black business and why can't we support? It? And this has to be a racist movement. And it just became every negative connotation. So even recently, I looked online and a lot of black people even feel, well, why can't we shop black every day? So we're not saying don't shop black every day. Like when you say black lives matter, we're not saying other lives don't matter. We're just saying this week. Let's try to make history. Let's try to infuse a lot of money into the community and get everybody, you know, also to support black businesses and everybody that's not black to also support black businesses. So that way we can make a difference, because the the point is that a lot of people are going to start spending money on Black Friday to the point where they're literally almost killed themselves trying to give that money away so we were trying to capture that money the week before they were going to go out and start giving it away mm-hmm. for the holiday season mm-hmm. so if we have it happen the week before and you can see all of the toys and the gifts and the clothes and mm-hmm. jewelry items and all those things mm-hmm. then you say oh, okay now I kind of know where I'm gonna get my Christmas items from and not just support this week so that's a masterful way we're trying to get you to look at it as a normal
3: thing well let's let's talk about which which annoys me from the standpoint of what you were saying not saying what you were saying, but like American Express, American Express has made a, a brand of pushing small businesses, entrepreneurs, spend your money with small business doing the, the Black Friday run for years, for at least the last 10 years, I, I can accurately say. And you are just saying, look, nobody gave any pushback to American Express when they were doing it. Now you're doing the same thing with black businesses, talking about support, same thing that American Express has been saying for years. But now you're getting pushed back. So why do you have to shop in the black business? Because black businesses need recognition. I remember when I started the Neighborhood Awards. One of the reasons I started was just to give black business recognition in the community, because a lot of black businesses are successful in the black. community. But we'll get in our car and drive out of the black neighborhood and support a business that doesn't really function or bring revenue back into your community. Which means that people who work and live in your community have to go outside of the community to live. When if you were spending your money within the community, guess what? They wouldn't have to drive so far. And they could build a better tax paying opportunity. The schools would get better. And that's basically what you're saying now with the Shop Black Week. Shop Excuse Black me. Week. And that's why it ends on November 27th. That day, Black Friday. Black people yes. doing their thing on a Black Friday on Black Shop Week.
5: So let me just address one of the things that you said. One of the things that you said is that when other people come in, like when TikTok came in or Walmart is coming or doing something, Amazon is doing something, and they're all trying to do something for the black community, you rarely see anybody say anything negative about Mm -hmm. it. But as soon as you do a do-for-self or save ourselves type of campaign, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, what are you doing? We need to understand and know more about what you're doing because we have never been given permission to save ourselves. We've always had to have help. You come help us and, and we have a handout and we get in line and we do that. But if you say, no, 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 we want to help ourselves, then now that becomes a problem and people look at it a little differently. So that actually has been a longstanding issue for a lot of things that we do.
3: Well, guess what uh, you seem uh, like a very powerful person. You seem like a we all you are articulate, you know, Dr. Tillman. I, when I look at the fact you said, Rashawn, I'm interviewing you the day before your launch. What makes it so what is the launch process? you know, making sure the technology is there, all the accounts that are entrepreneurs that say they want to be a participant and making sure the bandwidth is there so the site won't crash. What makes it busy for you before the launch?
5: Wow. Uh, it's, it's still <laughs> the same thing. We still have to do a lot of the grassroots things. we got to reach out one-on-one to all of the organization leads, all of the media that we get. There's a lot of interviews, as you can see in the process. We're mm-hmm. talking about Uh, radio, television, podcasts, uh, newspapers, blogs, Mm -hmm. magazines, anything that you could think of. We're trying to get the word out so we reach every audience that we can. And we're trying to make sure everybody understands what the ask is. Mm -hmm. Because I even had someone recently change the whole thing when they wrote the article to say, uh, we were asking people to only support us or to, or to black out these days and all this other stuff. And we're, we're not asking mm-hmm. you to do anything, mm-hmm. but a simple ask, just make sure you make at least one purchase from a black business. And then we're asking you to hashtag shop black week after you make that purchase and then tell them, Hey, I made a purchase from, uh, incomparable. For example, is one of the businesses listed, mm-hmm. which is a doctor, owned black doctor owned watch company jewelry company the only one in america out of houston texas that's why i mentioned them. and so uh and so one of the things we're doing is saying hey if you're gonna get a nice gift for somebody why don't you do that i got this take a picture of it hashtag and let everybody know where you got it from so now they know oh i can go there and get a watch so it helps spread the word that way
3: okay it ends on um friday black friday november 27th what happens after that
5: Well, one of the things that we're also doing is in conjunction with this week, Mm -hmm. we're also starting to sponsor something called the All. Black Home Shopping Experience Oh, okay is a, I've been waiting on is, this
3: now, I've been waiting
5: on this <laughs> Okay, I was going to get to it, which is a television show that spotlights a lot of the businesses that we have so that after the week is over, you're talking about now we're doing a special holiday edition, what kind of gifts can I, you know, purchase? And after that, we can focus, if it's Mother's Day, what kind of gifts can we get for Mother's Day? Or if it's just any other day, what are the restaurants that you can support? So we're also trying to 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 kind of move it past shop black week now you're thinking more okay let me be more conscious of a black business but then where do i find them where do i go uh last year there was a a, a big debate online with White professional, financial professionals, to say, what what is what would happen if white people and black people came together and all supported black businesses? It, what would happen if it's only for a week? If it went beyond the week and they did the whole thing? And one of the experts said, that's the problem. If it's just for a week, how impactful can it be? It needs to go beyond a week. Mm-hmm. But I understand that a week. Uh, Well, we actually could change a lot of people's lives, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. But if you can go in and at least meet that person, eat at that restaurant, you can say now I have a regular restaurant I can eat at. So that's the point is just to get you started. Mm -hmm. But if you don't create it and make some type of uh, gimmicky, I I didn't want to use that word, but some kind of gimmick out of it, Mm -hmm. you won't be able to get the kind of hype behind it like I did. So I knew I had to have a gimmick in order to get the word out.
3: That I, I would now you kind of threw it out there. I got excited. We talking about the shopping channel. Now, do you say the word channel? Is it is it something that's going to happen? Is it still in theory? Is it streaming? Is it on uh, uh, cable? Talk to us about that because that's I've been waiting on that. I think it's long overdue. You know, black people love to shop. All people love to shop, but uh, a channel. I thought BET should have done it. I thought TV One should have done it. Now you just threw it out, got Rashawn McDonald excited. Tell us the more detail about that. More detail.
5: So it's actually a television show. It's mm-hmm. not an actual channel. Mm-hmm. So we are partnering with other channels who will be streaming it. I should have had it in front of me right now to be to tell you, but you can go to shopblackweek.org and we'll mm-hmm. have that information for mm-hmm. you. But what we wanted to do is have it broadcast live as well as stream, as right. well as on our on, online, so that no matter where you go, you can find that information and people can start to share that information as well. And then hopefully we'll get to the point where we got a whole season together and then we can get it on bigger platforms. So it's going to kind of almost mimic, uh, but in a different way, because we're trying to infuse a lot of things together. But if you remember the show that T-Pain did, we went around the country and spotlighted some of the black businesses. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very powerful thing to do, mm-hmm. but you only got three black businesses that episode that could really kind of get that focus. And, um, and, and of course, uh, with uh, Killer Mike that kind of did something for Netflix right. where he did it. So all all of us coming together is kind of bringing a little bit more attention to the business world mm-hmm. but just because that's my gift of how I make things go viral understanding that if you highlight the, the the magnitude of the important things we're done and just the first episode will show you that we're doing big things mm-hmm. and that there's some amazing things that you can get that you can't even find anywhere else inside or outside of the black community that we have to offer mm-hmm. and so you highlight those things and make people more aware and then now you can start to to focus and branch out and bring more and more attention to more and more businesses
3: well she's dr carla Y. tillman she is the national director of the shop black week campaign it starts november 20th ends on black friday black friday is november 27th and thank you for for, 2020 for 2020 because we're going to have a 2021 and so
5: because if they see this after this i want them to know it will be the friday before black friday and then it ends on black friday thanks a lot keep going
3: Oh, (laughs) no, no, no. Say it out. Articulate it. Now, make sure everybody knows that you're the national director. The Shop Black Black Week campaign is? It's November 20th through the
5: 27th in the year of 2020. And Mm -hmm. each year it will be the Friday before and then end on Black Friday. Each year.
3: Okay, cool. I just couldn't have said it any better. Thank you for coming on with Money Making Conversations. And I, and I will put it in my social media, put it in my newsletter. Because again, you are the face of a brand that's growing and this brand that's definitely needed. And I appreciate and respect the fact that, you know, sometimes when you come up with a good idea, people push back on you. And it's when you push through the negative spirit of people go, why are you doing that? And I'm sure you got a lot of that. And nobody's going to, that's not ever going to go to a level that you expect. And guess what? You're doing you're changing lives because guess what? Those businesses that need your support, they need advertising, they don't have advertising dollars. And the fact you're doing in the year of COVID and we know black businesses have been affected more than any business. They didn't get PPP loans. A lot of things didn't happen That's for right. black businesses that happened for general market businesses. Because of your program, it did not go away. It was launched in twenty eighteen and now it's going stronger in twenty twenty. And it will always be the Black Friday, which after Thanksgiving, every year moving forward. Correct. Did I get it right there, time? Yes. <laughs> on, so Friday before Black Friday, ending on Black Friday. There you go. Year. I, I, I want to make sure I got it. Thank you very much. Thank I, you. I, I appreciate Thank you. you. Keep winning, okay? I appreciate
5: you having me on. I Thank really
3: you. Do. Bye-bye. Come Hi, right. if you want to hear more interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial.
2: Organ donations save lives, and some organs can even be donated by a living donor. August is National Minority Donor Awareness Month, so let's check in with Dr. Danae Simpson, Assistant Professor of Surgery at Northwestern Medicine. Tell us about the African American Transplant Access Program.
1: So this is my baby. This is a program that I have dreamt about creating since I became interested in transplant as a trainee, and it's a program designed to address the significant disparities that our African American patients face. The program is designed to educate patients about transplant, let them know what transplant can provide to them, and to help them access the resources that they find so scarce and so challenging to access in order to get them on the transplant path and back to, you know, some type of meaningful life.
2: For more information, visit nm.org radio. Hi, I
3: am Rashawn McDonald, the host of MoneyMakingConversations.com. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men who are making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. From civic leaders, businessmen, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner this week is James Bronner. James is the Senior Vice President of Trade Show Operations, Director of Technology, and part owner of the multi-million dollar family owned corporation, Bronner Brothers Inc. The annual Bronner Brothers Beauty Show is billed as the nation's largest trade show for multicultural beauty professionals and students. Their role in the community was elevated when the Bronner Brothers stepped up for the beauty and barber industry during the COVID-19 crisis.
7: We started our beauty and barber relief fund so we had a lot of people to apply that would give them $500 to $1,000 of extra stimulus. We also began to try to help them source uh, this PPE material
3: the cafe mocha swag award represents men who have strength whose wisdom is assertive and who is genuine in their spirit welcome back to money making conversations i'm your host Rashawn mcdonald my next guest is two of them uh first one is jacqueline rogers has over 14 years experience in consumer package goods from nestle mars and wrigley and is a graduate from clark atlantic university her compadre Partner in crime, Sean Rogers, received his undergraduate degree from Morehouse College and MBA from Duke University. They are co-founders of the hugely popular and successful holiday decor and apparel company, Green Top Gifts. The company brand's signature character, an African-American Santa Claus, affectionately known as Clarence Claus, (laughs) has quickly cemented Green Top's gift place in African-American and families of color Households who looked for representation during the holiday season to provide diverse options with full holiday collections of products. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation the creators of Clarence Claus, <laughs> Jacqueline and Sean Rogers. How are you two doing?
0: Great,
3: how are you? I'm excited to talk to two creative minds. Um, But let's talk about a little bit. Uh, We talked about you, uh, Jacqueline, uh, your, your history from a corporate standpoint. Talk about how you made that transition. You're an HBCU grad, and we know during the pandemic, HBCUs were really thrust out finally in a positive life of... The uh, vice president elect, she's from HBCU school, Kamala Harris. So talk about that from a female's perspective, what, what it means to you that's going on right now in, in this history making time for HBCUs and women of color.
0: It's a great day to be a, a product of HBCU. It's always a great day. But now, so more so in 2020, people are seeing that representation really matters. And it's so great to see HBCUs thrust to the forefront. And as an HBCU grad, we both have long lineage of HBCU graduates in our family. We're so excited to see it. Um, and I, I say from my background as I, went to Clark Atlanta University. I knew I wanted to get some corporate experience before I jumped into entrepreneurship. And it was the best decision. Our network of HBCU graduates has really helped our business. And um, we're so grateful to our network of HBCUs.
3: Awesome. Now, uh, Sean, you have the best of both worlds. You have hbcu HBCU uh, degree, a master's at Duke. I got several friends who are very successful uh, graduates of Duke, of Duke University, not just from athletics, but academic side. How has that been a blessing for you to have uh, to to basically master both where both worlds?
7: Um, it's been great. It's been great. As I tell people all the time, uh, Duke is sort of what helped me accelerate my career. Right. Uh, but Morehouse made me who I am. So I think you know, both both of them were important, uh, but it started at the HBCU. I mean I, I remember you know conversations going on in the dorm at 3 am where we're talking about everything from football to the original man, you know all everything, the entire <laughs> spectrum. Uh, right. and that, that's kind of what made me who I am, right. Uh, but then I realized I needed to sort of round out my education. Um, so decided to go back to do get my MBA. Um, and that set me on a different kind of path uh, professionally, being able to go from there to Wall Street and work several years on Wall Street. So it has been uh, beneficial. And, and both of those communities uh, have helped us uh, as we've been trying to, to build uh, green top into what it is. So I couldn't be more grateful to both Morehouse and, and Duke.
3: Let's talk about green top. Where did that name come from? Green top.
0: So my grandfather was a entrepreneur and my father Work with him there at Greentop. So Greentop was a restaurant bar in the 40s and 50s. And it was here in Hillsborough, North Carolina. And it was a place that African Americans could go and celebrate and fellowship. And it was a source of celebration in our community. And so when we started the company, we were thinking of names and Greentop was really just, it, it seemed like the right pick because it honored the entrepreneurship background of our families.
3: Well, it's powerful. Uh, I I really appreciate hearing that. Now, when we talk about business, I I always tell people like when I started my first business in '92, you know, I was a comedy club. You know, I just basically turned on the lights and got the licenses that I needed and started accepting money. You know, that was my rule. And so, obviously, I made a lot of mistakes. You know, I didn't I didn't look at the whole the bookkeeping aspect of it. I didn't look at the accounting aspect of it. I didn't have a I didn't have a business plan, nor did I have a business plan for the next six months. I just wanted to get in business. And so I always talk about how we make mistakes, because when I say me, sometimes entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs of color, because we don't look at and forecast the reality because we're such dreamers. You know, we don't, you know, once you hear the reality, it can kind of hurt your dreams. And so you kind of like ignore the possibility of failure and put a lot of, of your um, opportunities in faith, your planet in faith and not planning any numbers. So I'm going to turn to you, Mr. NBA. Okay, when you opened this green top, she gave me that great name. It had great history, great lineage, you know, you know, obviously inspired. Okay, that somebody had to have the numbers somewhere. I'm not saying she was involved in the numbers, but I'm going to go to the NBA on this one. Mr. NBA, Mr. Mr. Wall Street, Mr. Wall Street.
7: <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's exactly what happened. I mean, I'll give you the quick story. She came and she said, look, you know, I want this wrapping paper. It doesn't exist. I'm going to, you know, do it myself. Right. And as she will tell you, I was like, no, you're not. That's not going to happen. We're not about to invest this money in
1: building this business.
7: And so, you know, she was she was persistent. And she said, no, I'm going to research it. I found a manufacturer, all this stuff. And I said, okay, well, let me do a little research. And I found one number that made me say, we can do this. I, lo- I had no idea the size of the wrapping paper market. Right. So in the United States, uh, Americans spend almost seven billion dollars, seven billion with a B on wrapping paper every single year. Mm-hmm. So I saw that number and I said, OK, wait a minute, seven billion. There's nothing for black people out there mm-hmm. uh, with uh, you know images that look like us on it. Mm-hmm. I said, we can probably make this work. Right. So the numbers just from the size of the market, because I'm sure, you know, that's where everything starts from. Absolutely. Is what is the size of your market? And so once I, I, I saw what the size of the market was, Now it was about execution, right, because the market was there, there was a, a, you know, the window was cracked for us to get in um, as people of color and providing something for people of color. So for, for, for me, from there, you know, the numbers made sense. We just had to go execute at a very high
3: level. That. That's the part of the conversation—the execute part, the creative side. You know, mm-hmm. g- creating original artwork, original designs. How did that part start to lay itself out? Because you know, we have a great idea. I want to do. I, I want to do a, a you know wrapping paper for people of color. People who can look like. What are the designs and the looks? Does it, either one of you have skills, art skills, or are we just big personalities? I'm talking to here.
0: I would say that I'm the creative, but I don't draw. So, uh, I do love all things holiday. I love to decorate. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to do arts and crafts and hobbies, but drawing and creating the actual character, I did not do. We worked with an illustrator. But I knew what I wanted to look like. I wanted him to appeal to children. I wanted him to appeal to adults. And I wanted him to definitely look black. And I wanted him to be jolly and and magical. (laughs) I thought it was really important for him to connect with children and adults. Um, so we worked with an illustrator and on the first iteration, it came back and it was perfect. And that was the image that we went with that's Clarence Claus.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, what is the name Clarence Claus? Which is our, which makes me smile every time I say it. You know, my staff came to me and said they created Clarence Claus. I go, I said, just on that alone, we got, <laughs> I got to talk to them it just makes me yeah, smile yeah. you know i come from uh, inner city <laughs> fifth ward the six sisters two brothers grew up in a uh, two-bedroom shotgun house so that's my that's my, my 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 lifestyle i grew up in uh graduated from university of houston with a math degree minor in sociology so in some ways you know I, I i mirror some of the things that you've accomplished in your life from a male perspective sean and i, I do a lot of work with hbcu schools now to try to uplift them i've done a lot of things i managed stephen may smith who is a graduate of uh winston-salem state so my I have a strong heart and a strong uh, a brand association with HBCU schools. But Clarence Claus, now CC, that's my man.
7: CC. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's funny, it's funny you say that. So when we were when we were coming up with the idea, we knew he needed a name. Right. We couldn't right, just right. say, right? We knew we needed a name. <laughs> and I said to Jack, I said, man, but he needs a black name. He needs right? a name. And when people hear it, they go, that's a black man, right? Um and so Hmm. we're throwing around names and and to your point, CC, we were like it needs to flow, you know it needs to flow, (laughs) and then everything kind of connects with family. So her her father's name Mm -hmm. was Clarence, right? So I was sitting there one day, I said. What if we just call him Clarence? Clarence Claus, and that's then man, it, just stuck. it just stuck. You know, it, it kind of, as you're saying, when you heard it, it just kind of. Oh resonated man, I, I so,
3: loved it, man. I loved it. I, I, I it just it's it, it sounds so many uncles, so many. It sounds it sounds black. Right. It sounds soulful. It sounds that's like that's a dope. you know the, the Thanksgiving dinner, the Christmas dinner, the the the, the, the summer <laughs> barbecues. Clarence Claus, my man. It sounds like he's right, drunk. Right. Sounds like he's happy. Sounds like he's gonna have a good time but it made you smile so 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 that was the way it was happening everybody said thumbs up on clarence claus okay now now that now we got the thumbs up on clarence claus now it's taking it to the market how's that working out and how did it first get introduced and how was their initial reactions
0: so It really started as I was working full-time, working on that idea at night, creating the website, and then we got the inventory. It was sitting in our garage, and I said, we're going to launch in October. Okay. So, October 2016, um, we worked with a, one of my sorority sisters, actually. She um, came and videoed and came up with kind of our story story of the origin how we started it and she's a great storyteller and so she developed this minute 30 second video um and that's kind of how we shared it on facebook and social media and that video just told the story of the need and why it was important for us as black parents and it really just captured the essence of why it was so important for black children to see images that look like them and that video I won't say it went viral, but it did pretty good numbers and people shared it. And that's kind of what got us out there and people found out about our website. Uh, we were packing orders in our house, mm-hmm. um, up until Black Friday of that year. And you know, I was working full time and so was Sean. So we get home at night, we pack orders, we put the kids down, eat dinner, and we packed orders until we were about passed out. And then right. the, the orders just kept coming and coming. And I said, I think we need a fulfillment company. And I don't <laughs> think we can do it out of the garage anymore. Um, and so we switched to a fulfillment company and they pack our orders for us. But that's just kind of how it started.
3: Now, you know, uh, go know, Sean. Mm-hmm.
7: I was gonna say you talked earlier about um, HBCUs. And uh-huh. We talked a lot about HBCUs, and when we first launched, we really leaned on that HBCU uh, uh, network. Mm-hmm. You know, when we launched, we got all of our HBCU you know classmates, friends, the schools we went to. with uh, that first year, we basically created street teams to go to these homecomings, mm-hmm. um, and we gave them T-shirts, and they were passing out flyers and buttons. So we really leaned on HBCUs to help get that first year off the ground and get some success behind it. And, and HBCUs came through for us. In a big way. I mean, they supported, as they say, they showed up and showed out right. for Clarence Paul. So it was, it was, it was huge. It was huge.
3: You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need Car Shield. Car Shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. Car shield understands payment flexibility is a must plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month no long-term contracts or commitment plus you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and car shield takes care of the rest they also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed car shield is America's number one auto protection company for as low as $99 a month you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands call 1-800-CAR-6000 they mentioned code money, M-O-N-E-Y, or visit carshield.com and use code money, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Well, also you was being featured. You know, when you get these featured moments in essence and the old the Oprah magazine, you know, you know, back in the old school days, when you when you put out a record, you hear your record on the radio, <laughs> And so when you start seeing your product being featured in prominent magazines like Essence and O, what was your reaction? Did you have you framed it? Or did you, is the magazine still sitting on your countertop? Did you post it on social media? How did you react? And how did you use that, you know, uh, to your advantage?
0: We had some praise and worship in the living room. <laughs> when we got the phone call from Oprah, I definitely was shouting and screaming. Come on, girl! House. Come
3: on, girl! Come on, girl!
0: we about the Oprah team. We put on some some gospel music and danced around <laughs> the living room. <laughs> um, but when we got NBC News, that was probably the first big press that we got, and the orders started to flood in, and it was picked up by some local television um, network news networks, and. It's great. You know, it's one thing when you think it's something important for your own child, but when other people see it and validate it and and say it's important as well. So the features in the press have been wonderful to help, you know, get brand awareness out there. And we're so grateful for all of them.
3: So, you know, we we, we talk about wrapping paper, we talk about Clarence Claus and then Clarence Claus has kind of become a bigger than life character that you guys didn't even expect, you know. So that's usually how great ideas come about, you know, it comes from it comes from passion, but there's something you believe in. And and when, when you tell your story, it, it just connects, you know, the green top story connects and the Clarence story connects, you know, and it all feels very organic and real. And so how big can Clarence call? Clarence Claus become how big can he become? Do, do I do Macy's Day Parade one day? I see a Clarence Claus up there floating up there next to Snoopy. Can, can he get that big, there, Sean? Come yeah, on now,
7: he absolutely get that big. <laughs> they have <Macy's laughs> to let him in. He can get
3: that shit. <laughs> you know, because that's the, because that's the, that's the dream big, and you get that big. So what 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 additional marketing techniques are you guys using? And uh, I know you've had grants tied to black women. Uh, Jack what I want to talk about that that you've been awarded. Uh, talk about the grants and the funding that has come in to to you know to benefit you guys and your brand and your company growth?
0: Definitely. We um, have really benefited from some grants this year with Beyonce and her foundation, Be Good, um, has awarded us a $10,000 grant that we're very excited about mm-hmm. um, in partnership with the NAACP. Mm-hmm. And we also have received a grant from Visa and iFund Women. And that's a great opportunity for us because Visa, I mean is huge, and iPhone Women does this great work to help black owned and women businesses um, really grow and give them the tools they need. And so those two grants have really given us you know exposure to larger networks. It's helped us internally with that funding, and they've provided us with resources that we're really grateful for.
3: Okay, green top gift lines include uh, gift bags, holiday accessories, apparel such as socks, face masks, which is very smart. It means you pivoted. You saw a need and you pivoted right there. Dad hats. Their apparel line includes t shirts, sweaters, baby onesies, and pajama sets for the whole family that were newly added this year and are available for pre order right now. Let's talk about the pre order. Let's talk about the uh the whole facial mask. Uh, was that just something you saw? You had the you had the ability at what point in this whole pandemic, because we got shut down in March, that you felt you should get in the facial mask market.
0: It was very early on, people reached out to us and said, you guys are gonna do Christmas masks, right? You know, I mean, it was people, it was June and July and people were realizing that, you know, we're gonna be in this for a while. And I had a lot of friends that
3: were like, Are you guys gonna do masks? And I was like, Yeah, we can do masks. We'll do masks for sure. So, and they're, <laughs> you know, they're selling mass. really well. They're I, selling I, I like our attitude. Yeah, sure, good. Hey, Sean, mask, <laughs> mask, <laughs> brother, mask. Yeah, we're gonna, we got that on the agenda. Mask, <laughs> masks. <laughs> Sean, you gotta
0: get the mask done, boy. Yeah, the masks are going well. They're selling. My mom and I have been out wearing ours and people are stopping us and asking, where'd you get those masks from? Right, so.
3: right. So like I said earlier, prior to our call, you know, I love to feature you guys in my my shopping zone. It's all free. You know, these are the, No, uh, when I see great opportunities and that's how you get out there. I always tell people, you know, this is not the lottery. You don't win in one location. You win in People turn this way, they see your brand. They turn that way, they see your brand. They turn this way, they l- hear your brand. And so, like I said, I have a mailing list. Goes out to over 90,000 of my fan club members. Love to put you there. Post you, yeah. get right. my, my social media, which is uh, uh moneymakingconversation.com. And then I have my personal social media, which is Rashawn McDonald, which has almost a million social media followers. I think it would be very fun to post Clarence Clause and get some pre-orders. But how does the pre-order process work for Green Top?
0: So for our family pajamas, we're doing pre-order. They come in sizes from infants to an adult 2X. And if you order them now, they'll ship after the 1st of December. Um, But if you order any additional product with it, like if you order a mask and pajamas or a mask and a um, a set of wrapping paper, the items that are in stock now, outside of the pajamas, will ship immediately, and your family pajamas will ship as soon as we have them all packaged and ready.
3: Okay, cool. So, with that being said, are, 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 are you doing any modeling with your with the with your with your items, or are they just uh, are being photosed, or how's how's the package being featured on your website?
0: So we have done a great family photo shoot with tons of cute kids in our pajamas. And that's on YouTube. It's on our website. It's on our social media. There's tons of photos that you can see and kind of get engaged in what the sizing looks like and see the pajamas. And the kids are having a ball in the video. So it's just super joyful to look at.
3: Well, you know, I, look at, I looked at it. I mentioned earlier that you know, it was Nestle it was you, Mars and Wrigley. And then, Sean, you mentioned Wall Street. You know, I my background I was IBM. I worked for IBM two and a half years, undergraduate, two and a half years, graduate. And the and the and the the, th- the things I've learned from my five years at IBM, I still use today, you know, <laughs> from a marketing standpoint, from being a professional, from being able to have a management. I can always... Clearly, look at some of the statements that how I was handled by uh, by supervisors to be successful work for me today, and the principles of me starting my own company, managing people along the way, and and being able to you know be able to to have goals of success. So, started with you, Sean, with your experience that you had. How how are you incorporating that into GreenTop?
7: Oh man, it's uh, well. The first thing is is just making smart decisions. I've been fortunate. That I've been around a lot of smart people, um, people who've done some pretty incredible things. And and typically their success was rooted in they didn't always get it right, but they use a lot of logic to make smart decisions. Um, And so I've tried to help Jackie um, and help each other. But I've tried to sort of bring that to Green Top. It's like, is this a smart decision? Does, do, do the numbers, t- like you said in the beginning, do the numbers make sense? Does right. this math add up, right? Um, and so that that's really what I've learned most. You touched on, you said, at IBM being a professional. I mean, that was something that the first day I walked into Morgan Stanley, you know, you could just feel you better be a professional in here, yes. right? You, you're going to get walked out the door, right? So <laughs>
3: yes. yeah.
7: so uh, being a professional is is a big part of it. I think sometimes people overlook that. Um, how you carry yourself matters, Um, I'll never forget there was a guy who I worked with, a guy who I worked with, worked for at Morgan Stanley, a gentleman by the name of David DeLuca. And this quote, I will never forget. He said, why wait until tomorrow to do what you can do today? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I take that with me everywhere now Mm -hmm. that you just always get as much done today as you possibly can, because we don't know what's going to change tomorrow. So those are the types of things that that I've tried to bring to Greentop, how we think about it, how we approach it. Uh, Making sure every decision is strategic, every decision makes sense. Um, And I think it's benefited us uh, to a large degree.
3: It Um, has. The the thing I always also, you know, like when I I left IBM to pursue a career as a comedian, okay, which is a lot of uncertainty because people always ask, who are you? next day to Murphy <laughs> right 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 <laughs> and so so but there's still that unknown you know when you walk out into you're walking away from medical benefits you're walking away from a consistent check you walking away from a building that you know exists you know so and and then so in the world of doubt you know i've I, i'd love to hear both of you guys reaction to you know overcoming the, the unknown plus you're a team i call any i call you guys a power couple because the decisions were made jointly but then uh, each decision was made individually because you were working Jacqueline and you was working Sean. Okay. And some people say, well, you work until we get up and running and then you come on later on. How was that, that commitment to the brand of green top handled within the household of the Rogers?
7: Um, So it was, it was interesting. So we, we started the company in 2016 and we were a tag team. You know, we, as Jackie said, we work late, we pack orders, (laughs) we do all that stuff. And probably two years ago, I started to, to push her a little bit on if we really want this thing to grow and blow up, you're going to have to quit your job. You're mm-hmm. going to have to quit it and do it full time because we're looking at some of our friends who have started businesses. They're doing it full time and you can see the business grow. And I said, if we, if one of us doesn't quit our job, it's always just going to be a side hustle right. versus it being a real company. And so um, I think we learned some harsh lessons in, in corporate America too. Um, You know, and working for some of these companies, Jackie, you know, worked for Nestle. She worked there for a long time and, you know, they laid her off. Mm -hmm. We don't mind talking about that. And Mm -hmm. so she was fortunate enough, talented enough to get the job at Mars. But I think we realized from that experience at Nestle that, you know, to to a lot of these companies, you're just a number. And so, you know, you got an opportunity to have your own company and grow it and build it. Let's go after. And so after me pushing for a couple of years in February of this year, she made the decision, I'm going to quit Mars. I'm going to do this full time. And, um, that's kind of how we balance it in our house. Right. So I still go to work and work my nine to five, uh, so that we can keep the health insurance and the benefits and all that stuff. But, you know, she does it full time, you right. know, all day long. And, and, and some days, most days, uh, she's doing more work than I am with my nine to five, you know, right. she's working, from eight in the morning to midnight, one AM, I'm 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 watching the game, you right, know. Right, so, right, right, uh, right, right, right. But we,
3: uh, we, we we keep we, watching the game. Right, we, we, I know Jacqueline, right, exactly. ain't pulling all, <laughs> hey, 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 hey.
7: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's how we balance it in our house. You know, she she she's done an incredible job. She quit. She's doing a full time, and now, you know, it's it's growing. So it's been it's been really cool in that in that way.
3: When you say it's growing, Jacqueline, you know, you made that commitment, and. Uh, as an individual, you say I'm, I'm going in and it's first of all, smart business decision. OK, you you do if you can pull if you can pull this off, then you do it because a lot of stuff is online nowadays. You're not in a factory pulling stuff down. You move it to a fulfillment location. So they're making sure your product line. So you're running the company by yourself in a sense. of because it's set up that way. So talk about. The hours, I always tell people there are 24 hours in a day, learn to take advantage or use each hour. And that seems to be what you're doing as, a, as an entrepreneur.
0: Yes. Um, we have two small children on top of that. So before I quit my job, I was working full time and I'd say double dutching and doing this at night and on the weekends and when I could. Um, and now that since February, I've been working on it full time. So the hours are every second is is down to a schedule. My calendar, I, if I don't put it on my calendar and schedule it, it doesn't get done. Right. and I have to be. Very strategic with my time because we have a two year old and a six year old, and they're home with virtual learning. So, most days we have a tutor that comes in and works with our son, but we have to be really efficient with getting work done before they wake up. Mm -hmm. during nap time Mm -hmm. i try to get a few hours in while they're sitting and eating lunch and then i do a lot of work in the evening once they're down for bed so we balance off each other and work with each other's schedules to make calls work when we're in the house and covid's kind of been a blessing because it allows us to get things done even more efficiently so um lots of scheduling and just working together to make it work but there there's no office hours it's it's just getting done
3: (laughs) (laughs) well well first of all uh Thank you for coming on the show, Money Making Conversation. Thank you for making me smile. When I say smile, I mean really, uh, um, you know, I'm much older than you guys, so I've, I've experienced a life without this type of, uh, diversity. As far as my daughter, she's 24 now, and she's be graduating from uh, college, and I'm very excited about that. But more importantly, giving us a hope. Right, when I look at the, look at what we saw on Saturday night, that diversity. Mm-hmm. When I look at the civil unrest, and looking at white people stepping up in a lot of situations, saying that's not right. And that that is important to us as we move forward, plus you, you raising young people to be better people in this life and people recognizing that they want to be uh, they want the same dreams that everybody else wants. Just because just, we just happen to be different color and different colors should not matter in your dreams. And I applaud you guys for for living your dreams. I applaud this, this lifestyle you guys are creating right now where Sean is hanging down in that white collar world doing his thing and you over there doing that entrepreneurial spirit. And I'm pretty sure next year we're going to keep this relationship and next year, might be full time. Both of you guys out there whipping it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might answer this call. Look at like Clarence Claus. You know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. all I'm
3: saying. I, I just know that in the world of animation, I I just know that it's, there's a there's a bright future for a brand that makes people smile. There's a bright future for people who and it's just and the cute thing about it, it's just not people of color buying your product. That's the beauty. <laughs> that's, of, right. that's the beauty of what Clarence Claus is. You know, it's 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 a charming. Are you guys doing a or, or, ornaments for christmas tree ornaments as well yet yeah mm-hmm. we have ornaments they'll be on the site shortly we got home blankets and throws we got
0: it all so
3: yeah because i want to buy me some ornaments for my tree you know i want to put it up but again on my end of the table my responsibility to you is to promote your brand so i get my staff to reach out to you Get us some any uh, videos of uh or Artwork that we want to promote, definitely want to promote Clarence Claus as my man. He's close to my heart. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, am am gonna put him out there and promote him as much as I can. But more importantly, good luck and keep winning, okay?
7: Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Okay. It great to talk
3: to we you. talk soon. Bye bye. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear more money making conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com dot com. And I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.